if you really believe that what you do and what you create and what you and who you want to be is so firm and you did it for the right reasons uh that being for the art you're unstoppable you become you 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 become fearless Conversations about the work behind the work with diverse artists from all over the globe. My name is Ruby Josephine Smith, and not only am I the creator and host of this podcast, I am a choreographer and contemporary dance artist based in Tangier, Morocco. This is a podcast in process about process. I am not only fascinated by the creative process itself, but how to have better and more meaningful conversations about it. Join me in digging deep into what it is that drives a person to make art. So during this bizarre time in our world, if you are in need of a passionate creative pep talk, look no further than the words of Kennedy Muntanga. I've been following his work for some time now and just recently started taking virtual classes with him during this confinement. From the way he explores movement to the way he speaks directly from the heart when talking about all things dance, faith, and art, I knew I had to have this chance to have a deeper conversation with him about his process. Here is a little bit more about him. Kennedy Montanga is a movement artist born in Zambia where he resided until he was seven. Moving to Leeds in the UK, Kennedy's passion for movement came from his wholesome relationship between dance and culture. Kennedy furthered his training and graduated in ballet and contemporary dance at the Rambert School in July 2019. He is now a dancer with Akram Khan Company and has also worked for companies and choreographers such as Phoenix Dance Theatre, Humanhood, Robert Cohen, Michael Keegan Dolan, Alessandra Sutton, and Raman Schlemmer. Two years ago, he founded his own company, Kennedy Muntanga Dance Theatre, and continues to create, perform, and work with the connections between the stories he grew up with personal narrative, and deep movement exploration. In this conversation, you can clearly hear the infectious passion that Kennedy has for dance and the creative work he does. We discuss the intersection between his cultural heritage and dance, how narratives bring empathy to art, why he feels like he is still at the very beginning of creating his voice in dance, despite having already formed a company, what it means to be a dancer, especially during this time of global crisis when no one can perform or teach in person, and how his Christian faith deeply influences and drives his work. I love that while we got on a riff about spirituality, you can actually hear the call to prayer on my end to Tangier sweeping through our words. A sign, I think, of the personal truth and importance that resonated here that day. I left this conversation feeling a rush of creative energy and forward momentum ignited by Kennedy's words. I hope you do too. Here is my conversation with Kennedy Muntanga. Thank you so much, Kennedy, for being here. Welcome to Process Peace. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate that. Happy to have you. Of course. It's a, it's always a strange time to be talking right now, but I think having conversations about process and what it is to be an artist are actually more important than ever right now. So yeah. thanks for doing this. 100%. 100%. So I always like to start these conversations in the same place. And I'm curious to know, what is your first memory of creating something? My first memory of creating something? Ooh. <laughs> I haven't, I wasn't really introduced to like create what creating something meant 
um, for a long time until I kind of got to my high school uh, stage. So, you know, you'd have the talent shows and stuff like that. And um, I never had the facilities or the people to create something with, but I know when I got to year 10 or 11, I was able to get like eight people together. And these were all like different types of dancers. Like I was classifying myself as the hip hop dancer back then. Okay. And then there was the ballet girl, the contemporary, you know, dancers and the of course cutters and you know, so we managed to do this um and it was to the whole school. So that was my first ever like, wow, you know, I I I've led something and you know, created something uh for people yeah. to enjoy. And it just kind of like, um, it made me realize that, oh, I can do more than just, you know, let's freestyle after school, let's da, da, da. Like I can really put mm-hmm. ideas into place. So that's my first Amazing. ever like, yeah. Creation. Yeah, creation. Yeah. I would yeah. say that even like freestyling though is definitely creating uh, something. Uh-huh. Even if it's more spontaneous, For sure. it's, it still counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, so I read that you were born in Zambia and then you moved to Leeds when you were quite young, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read in your bio that your heritage was something that really drew you into the dance world. And so I'm kind of curious about that. How did your whole dance journey start? Uh, so uh, I was introduced to kind of the arts or dance uh, by my cousin, um, mm-hmm. my cousin Ben. And he. Uh, he was allowed to do, we, we both came from the same place, but he was, his parents were a bit easier in letting him do whatever he wanted to do. So he chose to do dance and drama at high school. And then he went on to do uh, musical theater at a college called Kappa College that was in Wakefield uh, in West Yorkshire. And I was kind of like always watching, you know, he knew I liked to to sing, to dance, to rap, to he, he knew all of this, but it was just a shame that at the same time, um, I didn't have the same freedom, mm. but um, eventually I kind of like, you know, cried <laughs> to mom and dad <laughs> and I was like, hey, look, I really want to do this. And then he, he kind of gave me the, um, he showed me the ropes basically. And as soon as he did that, I remember I started college for the first, in, in my first week, I just, I, I knew it. Like I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, it totally makes sense. And because also I had this whole, um life before me of just like enjoying dance and always hearing music and always um being around you know communal gatherings where uh mm-hmm. you know people would be dancing enjoying themselves i always had that kind of energy in my body anyway so when i then went to college and realized that all that that has manif- manifested like inside me can all be released it, mm-hmm. it was a game changer so i think that's where like my heritage and where i'm from met um you know come in here and realizing that you can make something out of that even though i probably could have done that as well back home um he just kind of like you know it's like boom you're doing uh performing arts (laughs) right yeah it's it's actually uh, yeah it's something you can actually study and it's yeah yeah, yeah. it's available Mm -hmm. that's interesting so is it a bit of an act of rebellion then to choose to yeah into dance yeah uh, totally 100 percent um i asked for a long time to do it when i was in like year six year seven i was already begging my parents um to do it but at uh at the same time they were more focused on other things and not focused on other things. They just didn't also realize the extent of how far you could take performing arts. You, we didn't yeah. know anything about, you know, the West End or choreographers like Akram City. We didn't know anything like that. Right. So they just saw 
dance at school as extracurricular and being a male as well like just loads of females in the room and then where would I fit in you know it's it's it right. those, all that was going through their mind it was only me who was able to experience those things and kind of like try and tell them but yeah um, yeah but it, I don't know, it, it forms who you are. Yes, totally, totally. I also saw, it seems like your work really works a lot with that intersection of culture and dance. Mm -hmm. um, so how would you describe the relationship between the two for you? Between culture and dance. First, it, I feed off my own culture. Um, well, actually, this is something that has come, has become more prominent lately, is that um, realizing that I come from a culture that is so rich in, um, in art, was is my is my first like base like that's that's what I I kind of choose to to fuel myself with although like I don't really want to it's not that I want to create pieces that you know have have like African dance and you know have uh, hip hop from the West and you know Chinese right it's not about that it's just like no yeah understanding where like because they all have different energies different energies mm. and they tell different stories. Um, and for me, that's like, okay, I have that palette of, um, in my culture, the way we translate stories and the way we talk to people is one way in another culture, mm -hmm. this is how they do it in that way in another, this, you know, and creating yeah. like a really huge palette and then being like, okay, uh, I have this and I have context and I have my own experiences. Now, how can I then translate it? um into into movement how can i make it right in my uh in in the way i want it to which is uh dance um so having those two that that's a already a beautiful connection is that i have something to say and then the other can say for me if that right. makes sense so it's like they they both help one one can't exist without the other basically yeah so absolutely i think for now, anyway, I'm still discovering <laughs> as we go. Yeah, along. no, that's that's but, definitely yeah. a process for sure. Yeah. Um, it sounds like storytelling is a big part of your dance. Yeah. Would you say that's true? I think I, it wasn't at first. I didn't really know how to tell a story through dance, except for mm -hmm. making it super like narrative. But okay. um, it has lately, yes, because every time I, I I watch a piece of work or I listen to some music or I see a piece of drama, it's always the story and it's always the narrative that gets me. It's always the, the mm. character, like understanding who they are, learning, learning who, uh, who they are, how they would deal with situations or um, the world that they live in. It's always stories like that that really make me like either angry or really happy or, you know, um, inspired. And, and it's mm. actually taken me a long time to realize that it's really weird. Um, I think, yeah, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to, really like even like watching a simpler series on netflix mm -hmm. like now it's so weird but now i really invest in the character like to really understand because then i feel like if i was to play that character like how would i do that mm. do you know what i mean like yeah is that like empathy connection yeah that yeah, yeah exactly and that's with mm. no matter who who it is um and i've been recently imagining or dreaming up uh stories or narratives where it's not always like a happy story. You know, the last piece we did mm. was called Nebuchadnezzar and it was about mm -hmm. uh, King Nebuchadnezzar in the, uh, taken from the Bible. And he kind of went through, uh, he was punished by God, you know, to, to become a madman after boasting too much about everything he thought he created. So he, mm. when he went into the wild, he became this really crazy, disgusting, you know, long nails, long hair. He used to walk like animals do. He used to eat like animals. And 
at the same time, like I, I really connected with that just because I always wonder like what, um, I always just wonder like just what's going through that head. And then like, it's like, mm. it's like, it's, it's, it's how, how is that person in that specific moment? And it's connecting to the character, as you said, empathetically yeah. at any level, even if he, he is a bad person or a good person, it's just really understanding how their story came about and, and who they are. I don't know if I've said mm-hmm. that properly but you know I just no, it yeah makes sense. it makes me um yeah I just feel really super connected so storytelling yeah. has then started to make a bit more sense in the work um yeah and now I'm really also interested in like trying to con- uh, bring dramaturgs into the work or like directors to mm-hmm. get their opinion just to like you know am I really telling the story like are these choices correct um yeah you know, does it make sense? Is it true? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I've always been really interested in this intersection of dance and theater mm. because I actually started doing more theater when I was younger. I was in a lot of plays and musicals, and that's kind of where I thought I would go mm. until I discovered contemporary dance and the power of contemporary dance to be able to use those narratives, mm-hmm. but with movement um, and a little bit more abstracted. Mm-hmm. So, did, um, did you study theater at all, actually, or did that kind of come with? training uh yeah it it came with the training so we we did the um, it was actually a very it was an amazing school shout out kappa college (laughs) Um, (laughs) amazing it was yeah we did um we learned the basics in theater uh but uh, i left that when i went to go to rumba but now it's like coming back and i'm like well i really want to access that again yeah, it's interesting because your company is Kennedy Muntanga Dance Theater. Mm-hmm. So I was curious about that. Why why you have the theater on there as well? Mm-hmm. It's for later for later on. For that. For, for later. For yeah. When I practice <laughs> Aspirational. It. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you are a you're a dance interpreter, a choreographer, and you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with those three roles, are they pretty separate for you, or are they all kind of in one package? And is there one that makes you feel a little bit more creative and in your own skin than the others? I might be missing some, but those are the three that I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 cool. I was like, yeah. dance yeah. Uh, interpreter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dancer can be, it stretches across those three. Yeah. So I'm specifying more. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. dance interpreter and choreographer. Um, I haven't been able to separate them as much just because I found in people that inspire me, or people that have helped me um, as I've been growing up, I've always found if I was to look specifically at these three examples you've given me, I've been able to find those three things in that person. So uh, when I want, when I think of myself and like who I want to be uh, in the future or who I'm practicing to be now, all those things align. They they all mm-hmm. exist under the same 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 category. Or if I just do like just artist, you know, uh, yeah. being able to like in terms of like a teacher, I don't teach just because I want to be a teacher like the way, you know, I went to school and I had to teach her. That's not what I'm I, I don't see myself like that. I'm 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 merely just transferring um information that has been given to me in a way mm-hmm. that may be accessible to another person. So you know, like someone can tell you one thing, mm-hmm. but then another person can tell you the same thing, but the way they say it can access you a different way. Do you know what I mean? It can absolutely give you that yeah. information that you need. So true with dance classes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you know, you can get a really mm-hmm. good teacher that gives you the right, uh, yeah, gives you the right pathway into the information that you need and it just clicks. Mm-hmm. So for me, teacher, um, it goes under that. So I'm just merely just trying to give information that I've learned. Everything that I teach is everything that I've learned. I literally transfer all the knowledge that I've had um, given to me in this short time. I've actually been in this industry, very short time. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm giving it to to people who um who are maybe one year, two year, three years less than me or four years ahead of me. Do you know what I mean? Because it it doesn't matter. It's just information. So Absolutely. I will always take that opportunity, um, whether it's doing a class on Zoom, whether it's doing a workshop in person. I will always, you know, guys, let's come together. Uh, of course, I'll teach choreography and stuff like that, but that's just because, yeah. you know, that's the creative part of it. But yeah. I will always just give, 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 give and share, 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 share. You know, and take, yeah. take, take as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's the community part you're talking about exactly, in the beginning. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's interpreter, uh, that one. That one is like forever because um, there's like, that's, uh, for, I'm making decisions on that at the moment. <laughs> mm, okay, <laughs> interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm working for Akram at the moment, but um, okay. I've always also had these visions of not dancing for too long, um, mm. as in on stage. Um, yeah. And... I dare say, like for other people, um, that's just because there's I found other ways to learn for them, learn from them, rather than just performing for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I I would rather follow someone for five years, uh, just learning their techniques than just perform their works for five years. But that's just that's just totally me. But it could change at any moment as well. You know, I could meet someone yeah. who is amazing and I want to dance your work on stage. You know, it's 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 yeah. a it's a crazy one. One day I feel one Definitely. way, then the other I feel um yeah. It's good to just roll with it, I it's, think. It's it's totally yeah, yeah, because your body yeah. also changes as well, you know. Yeah. You could feel good, you know, one year, then the next year you have this injury and it's just it also it plays but, it plays on your mind. So you have to be you have to roll with the punches. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, in terms of choreographer, uh, choreographer, I'm learning. It's just learning mm. how to how to be that. I don't I don't call myself. I mean, I can write it down, but if I really have a conversation with myself, I will never call myself a choreographer yet. Um, really? Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. There's people that I call choreographers, and these guys are wholesome. You know, you mm. can. These guys have reached levels of of into intellectuality is that the right word um mm -hmm. you know like understanding people's emotions understanding people understanding space understanding um you know texture and elements and you know the people who can do that and then make a work on stage that you just think oh my gosh like and these are people who have been in the game for a long time so yeah. although you can be i think you can be a good choreographer at this age da, 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 cool, cool, cool. Yeah. and like you can have someone that's been doing it for 40 years and then that's like you know that knowledge is is it's something it's like it's like calling someone mm -hmm. a guru and right, a teacher yeah. do you know what i mean like they're two different Interesting. words yeah um so but I mean, obviously, personal opinion, but yeah, no, yeah. I find that really interesting. Just because I've always felt called to call myself a choreographer, mm -hmm. that's always felt more true to me than being a dancer. Mm -hmm. um, but I've always thought of myself as a movement creator, um, and maybe that would be more of a humble word to use. But it's I, I'm interested in that opinion of it yeah, because yeah. I, I know what you mean. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm, uh, yeah, I yeah, um, it's 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 a very personal one because you can't i mean there's no problem with saying choreographer because it's it's a it's a title you you're, you're making you're making stuff you're creating you know you're right. you on stage you put it on stage and that's you you choreograph the work that's totally fine i think my my only my only just uh apprehension is that it's just it's been that word has been used as the other you know when you say dancer and choreographer you know, it's like you're either one or the other. And even right. if you just like, I don't want to dance, I want to choreograph. Like you already assume that. But I think it's it's that word choreographer has 
a lot more like uh density to it there's a there's a lot mm. more to it you know yeah you just uh yeah 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 i don't know it's it's really like uh it's a weird one but i think it's it, it really is like guru for me like yeah when, when you really understand that you know william forsyth is a choreographer you know mm-hmm. because this guy you know the things he said the things he's created the time he's invested into what he does you know i think that title uh he's deserving of that title Mm -hmm. um but anyone can obviously like get to that it doesn't you don't have to be willing for Forsyth. like it's not about that but right of course the the devotion and the length of time and the you know uh yeah yeah yeah, investing in your own personal voice, I think. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then the, then you can make that decision as well. It's not that other people make that decision, but when mm. you feel really fulfilled in in being a choreographer, and then I think that's when maybe I will start thinking, okay, I could really classify myself. Mm. I'm really starting to understand what this word means, you know? Yeah. I'm starting to understand what it, what it means to create and share stuff f- for people visually and orally and have it change their lives or um give them you know uh stuff to think yeah yeah where do you feel like you're at on your personal uh kind of path to that and also in terms of developing your own personal voice as a creator at the beginning (laughs) (laughs) right at the beginning i'm on (laughs) 0.1 really honestly right now what is driving me and what is fueling me in maybe a positive way some might say um is the passion right mm-hmm. now and i heard a <laughs> i heard uh, a comment the other day i think it was from it was from an interview or something but like mm-hmm. someone said um never get into business with someone who is only driven by passion and i was, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like wow okay um yeah that's I, you <laughs> that's that's exactly where i am yeah it's it's the, it's a passion that is kind of kind of giving me that like the energy and the uh you know guys let's get into a studio that's mm, that's where yeah. the momentum yeah exactly but i feel like there's way more stages after that as many choreographers will probably tell you you know mm-hmm. there's it, it's a it's a journey and i really feel uh that i am i'm at the start of that um yeah. but uh yeah like as time goes maybe i'll be 0. 0.2 0. 0.3 yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes step yeah, by step yeah. Uh-huh. but that's yeah. yeah that's 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 for me really that's how I feel and mm. uh, it's great because then I just know I have a whole you know road to walk mm-hmm. uh, it's not that I'm now halfway no it's not about that it's like yeah I've started and okay what's the next step what's yeah. the next step you know it's great I love that though because I think that's a really good humble authentic way to approach it Mm. you know I think a lot of people especially maybe after dancing for a big company or after graduating from a big conservatory might think I've made it now like Mm. I'm you know I'm somewhere in the middle or maybe at the end of what I'm doing and I think it's such a good mentality to almost always think of yourself as a beginner and you know just taking these micro steps kind of as you say 100% I think that's a really good mindset to have yeah yeah 100% Um, what was the process of starting your company like process of starting my company when did we start this two years ago uh so in terms of like creating works that was the first like inspiration i never thought of creating a company mm-hmm. i always knew i wanted to have a company just i used to uh, boast and brag about that at um, college yeah uh, i'd be like yeah i'm gonna have to do that and the name kennedy botanic dance theater was also like a bit of banter back then really um yeah 100 <laughs> <Amazing. laughs> um but uh 
when yeah when i was at rumba that's when i fully decided like oh i want to create works you know we had the opportunity rumba was amazing they gave us um two showcases a year uh, one in december and one in may so as soon as you start school in september you're already thinking you know and they're already telling you start thinking about your pieces so mm. boom i have my people that's great. Let's make this for December. Straight after December, January, you're making for me. So that that wheel is always like turning. Um, when I started to learn just a bit more about it and kind of find more freedom within it, also was because in school I, I I was doing something weird where I would ask to go do jobs outside school at the same time, hmm. um, and it wasn't probably. A great decision all the time got told off a lot <laughs> but um, I was kind of like doing school and then like going away for like two months and doing a job then come back and like oh, really? stuff like that but that changed my life because then yeah. I was able to meet these different choreographers and then meet different people mm-hmm. and I did so I, I I met some people that I really trust and I really love them I love the way they worked the way they moved and I kind of like dropped little hints like, oh, I'm trying to bring a team together. So, you know, uh, maybe we can create a collective, you know, maybe like mm-hmm. make it work to present outside. And that's where it kind of came. Uh, I met these two girls, Jessica Chambers and Elisa Ingracia, an audition actually. And I, was, I saw the movie and I was like, wow, really cool. And then I yeah. went and I introduced this idea and they were like, sure. And then I did that like, two or three more times and all of a sudden we had this little collective and we're already working so we used to go to school through the day and we're all from separate schools Laburn Place and Rumba but we'd finish classes at like six six or seven depending where you were and then we'd all dash off to one studio in central London and rehearse till like 10 and that was just like playing around with movement and we did this for a good three four months and this was like three times a week uh, and then the weekends as well just like working so now we're building a bit of a a relationship with each other we're starting to understand each other you know I was giving my movement and they were starting to find ways to play around with it and Mm -hmm. understanding it better and stuff like that and I was like yeah okay well this is let's do it you know let's let's bring let's bring this whole company concept into it because if we keep working together like this then we can start to build uh how how you say you start to build a little language you know like like we were becoming kmdt like everyone kind of understands like how we move or the kind of work we produce now just because of exactly that a common language yeah exactly exactly so i think that's when i was really like yeah okay let's do it and then ever since we've just been doing everything we did before but times 10 you know really really working as if we were um you know these big companies that you know today the same ethic you know you turn up to rehearsals we work and it was it was phenomenal and now we're like you know super close so yeah are you the one kind of instigating the ideas for the pieces or is that a collaborative effort uh yeah so i'm i'm the one that comes up with the with the concepts and the ideas yeah mm-hmm. and where do those often come from or do you have kind of inspirations that you go back to is it kind of questions or research that comes up what is that like yeah um a lot of it comes from uh being a christian the bible mm-hmm. um my i want to whole... ask you about that actually i really yeah. i love talking about faith and religion so i'm really uh-huh. i'm curious about that uh, awesome awesome yeah um uh, yeah some of it comes from uh Christianity uh, and the Bible and faith. Um, some of it comes from experiences uh, in my life, and then other 
uh it comes from fantasy hmm. i need to write this down um cool. so <laughs> yeah so i was like at least write them down so i don't forget <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so in terms of like christianity and um yeah, like my faith uh my whole life uh as i said i've been i didn't know it but i've had stories from the bible that i know that have always just stuck in my head mm-hmm. um or stories that i use as reference in terms of like um i would ask my mom questions about how i can you know so good like uh how i can look after myself like when i left uh, home mm-hmm. uh to go to university you know i used to go to church every saturday i would go with my parents but then now i was by myself and uh the church that we used to go to is not it wasn't close to where i used to live so i was like oh crap like how then do i feed my my faith uh, and it took me a while to figure this out but uh, a lot of the stories that or parables that she would tell me or give me uh were from my childhood and stuff like that and she was like remember this character remember what he went through da, 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 da. this is the same thing for you da, da. so mm-hmm. i kind of like i'm like oh my god amazing now when it comes to creating work um like the first piece i created at my school it was called old rugged cross um and it's a it's a song uh it's a song and that i heard in my childhood and i was like cool let me do this uh, no one else is doing it at school so i shouldn't yeah. be afraid to bring my faith into it and i yeah. made this piece of like you know a church setting and it's awesome i was like okay this is all right like no one mm-hmm. said anything you know people are open about That's it awesome. and i was like cool and then again, I made another piece called uh, Genesis. <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, like, no one says anything. I'm like, okay, they, yeah. they hear the concept, they understand, they're fine with it. Yeah. I was like, so, Is that the one you did to Vivaldi? Or is that a yes, one yeah, that's yeah. the one from the Romba School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually put up my story today. Check it out. Oh, nice. okay. I'll check it out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> check it, check it. I will. Um, Link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I did uh, one at the Rom- the first the first ever one at the Rombe School. I did mm-hmm. it twice. I did like uh, Genesis Part One and Part Two because I couldn't use I could only use like three tracks. So yeah, I did it again long. the next year and used another three tracks. Wow! Um, but Delicious. it was yeah, it was awesome. I was like, you know, I had like twenty people on the stage as well, and really mm-hmm. we we played around um, the concept of like the, yeah the beginning of the world and like the beauty of it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. and it was cool and I was like cool I can start to bring my faith and you know stories that I've known all my life into the work that I I create you know like mm-hmm. um a lot of uh a struggle I had was understanding how dance can um can help me or how no how dance can be like a vessel for god let's say mm. uh and uh, it was only it was only recently the other day when uh someone I was watching a um a like little bible conference and someone said oh it was amazing i like screamed it was so crazy (laughs) but i wrote it down here and someone said that um god said i need some people to represent what i've always been doing before the foundations of the earth and so i made human beings that would carry this part of my dna uh i made them like this it's an ambassadorial calling and i was like Mm. It literally all of a sudden just everything wow. every struggle i had between um like dance and 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 god or the church mm-hmm. it all just like came together because he was speaking uh, about creativity and um how uh 
how lots of people have found it difficult to be creative within the church or within uh, a family, you know, a, a home that is, um, mm-hmm. that is in God. And I've, I know I've struggled with that a lot of the time. And even my parents just not letting me do it. And then right. he was literally saying that literally, God is a creator. Like we say this, God, the creator. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, and I was like, hang on a second. So every time, like anyone ever told me that dance or, or, you know, painting or singing or, you know, stuff like this is, is, you know, second job or secondary or this and that, that means they were first denying God because mm. he, he, you know, he, he, he was, yeah, he, cre- he created the world, you exactly. know, yeah, and, creation. Exactly yeah, cr- exactly. The creation story. We even call it that. And then the first thing that we do or people do is disrespect um, when someone wants to bring art into, into their life, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so crazy. So as soon as I heard him say that sentence, my, it changed my life. And this was only a few days ago. That's when it like fully just clicked for me that look, wow. I've been, I've been already, I've been at school already bringing these ideas in, but now I feel a bit more certain and I feel more assertive about like, it's not that I always want to make a piece about, you know, the Bible. It's just that sure. I can take those stories, at least those parables. And, um, cause they always just tell stories of good. Like mm-hmm. these, um, you know, the, um, say the stories that Jesus was telling, uh, the, the fishermen or the people that he went across, he'd always speak in, in, in parables and stories for people to understand, mm-hmm. you know, uh, God was always trying to give them, uh, he was trying to, he was telling everyone saying, look, I can still give you my word through, uh, the mediums, mediums that you have created. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's already accessing you through, through these things and the medium that I flourish in is done. So he's, he's yeah. still working, you know, he's working through me in, in this way. And I'm like, yo, that's cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Well said. I can, yeah. I can do whatever I want. And, yeah. um, and I know that like, whether it's, it is Christian based or it's not, God is working through me either way because he's just helping mm. me reach people and share a message and hopefully bring people together to have a conversation about something or to honor something or, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's these things. And, um, I yeah, think it's so that. important to have that. Like, it's so important to have some sense of faith as an artist. I talked about this mm. actually once with a poet and a writer. He was saying a lot of similar ideas that you have to have this faith so that even when you get to dark places as an artist, because, you mm. know, art as artists, we, we struggle with our creativity, we doubt ourselves. But if you have this faith that there's something kind of bigger than you guiding you through your practice, mm-hmm. it's all going to be okay. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, it helps I love you not, that. Yeah, it helps you not create for, create from, because I've also wanted to create works that are a lot darker, but it's mm. not that I don't want to access, like faith can help me not, try and be dark to create dark work but help me right. access access that area to create the work from you know it it just it supports me in the in in that way yeah. uh, uh which is which is again it's awesome because yeah. i feel i feel not alone i i feel that whatever idea that does come into my head it's 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 supported by by whoever's looking out for me you know so mm-hmm. um and then it just gives me the a1 to go it's right. like, yeah. Go for it, bro. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's also so interesting because, I mean, traditionally, we, like, a lot of people used art as a 
mode of expressing religion. You know, there were all these religious dances and religious artistic practices. Yeah. And it seems like more recently that's been stripped away. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like maybe people are, I don't know, individuals seem to be now bringing it back. There have always been individuals practicing mm. it like that. But it's just such an interesting thing that we made that disconnect at some point. For sure, for sure, for sure. I, I totally think that as well. Um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of the work that we've actually um, studied, <laughs> or the yeah. Grahams, or the Coens, or the, yeah. uh, you know, Pines, they've all, like, uh, not that they've all come from faith, but they've come, the works have been inspired by some sort of, you know, overwhelming presence or mm-hmm. overwhelming experience that is driving them, is making them, driving them crazy to create these works, you know, to get yeah. it out in a, in, in a way that, it, yeah, in a, in, in a certain way, it's... it's yeah, it's, but something then, spiritual about it, yeah. Yeah, something, yeah, it's, it's spirit, yeah, yeah. And people are just scared of that word, I think. Mm-hmm. They're scared of spirit because they think straight away they're like God or, right. you know, uh, other religions, or they think that, you know, oh, but it stops me believe, not believing in nothing, you know, it's something... Yeah. But, not about that it's just it's just about support it's about um leaning leaning on hope it's about leaning on something that that always wants to help you always wants to support you and it's obviously it's hard to find that when maybe your experience might be might be dark or da 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 but yeah yeah, we've kind of lost that but try bring it back yeah there we go (laughs) it's the process to bring it back yeah absolutely Um, yeah Um, i love that the other two, in terms of experiences, um, there's been a few experiences that I'd really love to try and just uh, bring out, try and have a conversation about. Um, I've watched a lot of plays that I've been able to do that, but it's always interesting to find a way to to bring that through dance. And Akram, the guy that I work for, he um, he does that a lot. He you know he makes solos about his life, and I'm just like, yo, I want to do that too. I really want to do that because. You know, you've done it super well and you've done it on a really grand, big scale and people still are able to connect to, you know, your youth and your relationship with your father or your relationship mm-hmm. with Katak or, you know, and how, yeah, stuff like that. So I'm like, I want to do that. Uh, just, yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. everyone does this as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. your experience, you need to speak about it and put it on. And I want yeah. to jump onto that wagon. Yeah. And uh, I think what I, yeah, something I've noticed is the more specific you are to your true experience, mm. even if you think maybe that's selfish or maybe it's egotistical because it's so specific to you, mm. I think the more detailed you are, the more people are going to connect with it, actually. Yep. Because it's not just kind of this vague emotion. It's really something so deep and personal that even if people haven't experienced exactly the same thing, mm-hmm. they can watch it and find something like we talked about, like empathetic in it. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah uh and fantasy yeah yes. fantasy is just you know bringing your creativity to the forefront and not being afraid to to create that character or to mm-hmm. um really invest in that in that motion or invest in that texture you know mm-hmm. it's it's bringing what's in your mind to life you know um so i haven't been able to do that yet properly but i i know i have uh how to say not visions but there's ideas that always pop up and say, like, oh, I wonder what it'd be like to, you know, bring this, bring this to life or mm-hmm. really just bring, uh, I always fantasize about being able to love like unconditionally. And mm-hmm. then how do I, how can I show that like on yeah. stage? Or like it's, yeah, just really dreaming about those euphorias or dystopias and seeing how you could 
get that on stage. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's another one. Yes, yeah, so I love just, that because that's very that's kind of like the childlike side of it, you know, this childlike imagination and just play and bringing what's in your head out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's so important to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I'm really curious about how you would describe what you think it means to be a dancer. And I, I wanted to ask you that especially right now because we are in this time of quarantine where we can't perform, we mm. can't um, teach classes in person. And so when all of that is taken away, I'm personally asking myself these questions. What does it mean to be a dancer when you, because performance is a really big aspect personally for me. Mm. Um, and so now I'm really going back. So what is the core of this work? And so I'm, I'm curious what that is for you. Mm. Yeah. Um, first, first and foremost, I think to be fearless, mm. uh, to be fearless in this time. Uh, if I put it really simply, the world is also watching all the artists that you know we're going through this really weird time where oh there's no work and we can't support ourselves mm-hmm. you know it's we're, some people are going through a really tough time right now and yeah. it can also leak in thoughts to what people have said to you in the past about it doesn't make enough money and then this pandemic is literally saying it to our face do you know yeah. what i mean like yeah it's, it's exactly but at the same time this is when you have to hold that shield up and be like yo I didn't do it for that. And I know like we mm-hmm. have to support ourselves for sure, 100%. Right. But if you really believe that what you do and what you create and what you and who you want to be is so firm and you did it for the right reasons, uh, that being for the art, you're unstoppable. You mm-hmm. become you 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 become fearless. And um, although it might mean you have to compromise here and there, it just really it, it means that you're here to stand up for something it becomes something almost political mm. you know like really just like look this is what i spoke about not being supported and the word has just gone here i'm going to give you <laughs> a, a big example no support prove it. exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's, it's just it's testing your patience mm. so um it's it's one of those that you really just have to then ask yourself like who you are mm-hmm. and if what you do is what you wanted to do and then if it is what you wanted to do you have to say can i can i do it and then when you reach that answer i think that's that's when you start to really understand what dance means to you as a human being Mm -hmm. um i'm still really at the beginning of my career so it hasn't hit me as as much as it may have hit someone who you know they've got a mortgage and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but at the same time i I do aspire to that. And I, I, I asked myself that question is that like if I was in that stage, like how would I be feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but all I know right now is that I can aspire to be fearless in that way. And I know there's people who are being, cause I've seen the way they've kind of like fought back and you know, they become so resilient and they mm-hmm. still stand firm. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's, that's a real artist. That's a true artist. It's not about creating something for other people to like. It's about you now. It's really yeah. like zoomed in on you and your, your, you know, your decisions and your choices and everything like that. It's, it's, it's a test. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. It's, it's really sad. It is. It really brings out the extremes in people, I think, and kind of shows our Mm -hmm. true selves in a way. 
A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And you're lucky because you're in your own house, so no one can see it. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. No one, yeah. No one can can uh, challenge you, or no one yeah. can judge you. But you're still going through this by yourself. You know. Yeah. So it's it's a really a, a very internal challenge. This one. Yeah. But being I, fearless yeah. is is a big one. I really appreciate that because I think so much of being a dancer can be seen as, you know, you're only a dancer if you're dancing on a stage or if you're mm-hmm. performing work or if you're mm-hmm. actually in the studio dancing every day. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that you say that, that it really comes from this place of being fearless and just knowing in yourself and working with yourself. And yeah. even if no one else is seeing you dance, even mm-hmm. if you're only dancing in this tiny little space of your own head, I think you still can be, you still can mm-hmm. be that. So I, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one is understanding that dance is timeless. Um, I think also everyone, I heard another quote, what was it? Is that everyone is a millionaire, but not everyone has the time to collect it or something like that, <laughs> you know? So it's yeah. like, that's, that's, it's like everyone's a dancer, but no one has the time to invest as well. It's, it's almost, yeah. the, it's almost the same, same thing. I think when you start to understand that the, the dance can be achieved at any time in any stage of your life man it's going to relieve you of so many things mm-hmm. this whole concept of like the body and yeah we're, we're getting older it doesn't exist man no it's not There's about so many incredible old dancers exactly like, yeah. and yeah and not even aesthetically but mm-hmm. when, if if you take even just dancer out of it just performer yeah. or artist like you can still the same. You still find the same empathy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's Absolutely. it's it's watching a series and seeing a character this old and a character that old. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. And also, like, uh, if I put it practically, like, you also have to understand that that dance is not just yeah, not just for the stage. It's mm-hmm. not just performance. As I said before, I'd rather follow someone for five years than perform their work for five years to truly understand what movement means to the body and dance means to, to, to you and the space that you live in and the body that you have. Mm-hmm. Like that is truly what dance means. It's, yeah, you could have a body this way or that way, but learning about your gravity and the way you can shift and the way you move specifically, that's what dance is. You know, it, it's, it's yeah. these... those yeah that's the answer to what dance is not kind of like seeing it as like the job because we're seeing it as the job all the time it's the job it's the job it's the job it's not it's not we we have to go back to that like primate kind of like state of just what is dance you know dance is me to move it literally like you know we have (laughs) we have to take it back there you know move to move to jump to jump like literally that's what it is to move the body and move others that's Mm -hmm. it that is that that is it and then within that you have a cosmos of you know understanding yourself uh understanding other people the way they can just do this in front of your face and you could cry Mm -hmm. all all these things finding beauty finding um yeah Yeah. just finding overall finding the beauty in just in just yourself and in other moves and it's not always aesthetic it can just it can just be someone talking about dance. It can be someone uh, writing a poem about dance. It can be someone uh, making a movie about it. It could be you running around your room and creating a concept and posting it. You know, it's, it's, yeah. and it's it just reiterates like 
Right, I'm so happy. You know, I'm being challenged right now, but I'm so happy. And I'm actually right. This is what dance means. And this is what I want my mother and my father and my aunties and my uncles and the policemen and the da-da-da to acknowledge. I want them to, not even to, no, sorry, not to acknowledge, but I want them mm-hmm. to feel this. Yeah. I want them to feel this because I know they feel it when they go and hug their daughter. Yeah. But can they feel it if they were to see it in another way? You know, can I uh, allow them to access that same emotion? My mom always watches dances and she's like, she she doesn't understand it. But as soon mm. as something comes on that she like recognizes from her past, she's yeah. like, oh, we used to do that. We used to run and we used to jump like that, you know, when we were little kids. And yeah. it's totally separate from the concept of what we're watching. But she's already able to access that um, that memory. And then within that, she has her own you know, emotion, story, yeah. it is story in that, you know, and I can't, mm-hmm. re- I can't, I don't know that, but for her, it could be happening, you yeah. know, like, and it's, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no clear answer for it. That's what I've said about No, it's time. beautiful. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's like, that's what being a dancer, me- dancer means, like it's timeless. It can go for the rest of your life. It can go for time. And then within that, imagine the experiences you could have yeah the the lives you could change or the conversations you could create yeah. wow like mm. <laughs> wow <laughs> wow Ex- thank you honestly thank you. whenever i lose my way as a dancer and i like start to doubt myself i'm listening back to that exactly yeah. <laughs> because that's why i started dancing that's why yeah. I feel like it's always been this like just need to create with the body and yeah that's it yeah yeah um well as we kind of start to wrap this up just a little bit um mm. Considering we're in confinement at the moment, I, I think you're also in self-isolation right now, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any daily rituals that ha- are helping you to stay creative at the moment? <laughs> um, confinement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my, my routine is making sure that I do carry on teaching these classes. Mm. I think at the beginning, I was a bit skeptical because I didn't want to, because it was a big movement at the start. And I really appreciated it. And I was like, cool, there's enough people doing that. That's fine. Let me take my, let me take my time to, you know, to chill out. Uh, but then after like two weeks, I was like, wait, what am I doing? I've just wasted two weeks um, of being part of this whole industry that I claim to be part of. But then now I want to take a backseat. I was like, okay, cool. Let me, let me, let me bring this into action. Cause then also it will help me in terms of like, uh, okay, I have an agenda. Already that gives me like, okay, I've just done my Thursday class. So now what can I think about for Tuesday's class? Yeah. What can I think about for Thursday? Because I'm dealing with real people as you yeah. know, I'm using an hour, no, now two hours of people's time. Yeah. So it's, I really have to think in my head, like, okay, um, this is what I can be, I can be doing. Um, at the same time as well, giving myself a good rest and kind of like, as, as we said earlier, rolling with the punches, mm-hmm. not doing anything too stressful, but, uh, I just chose one thing and these classes are what's going to keep me, um, that's great. keep me, uh, active. And that's, that's all I choose to have, uh, to devote myself yeah. to, um, that's maybe, plenty, I think at the moment. That, yeah. That's, it's it plenty. can be overwhelming. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah well, I appreciate them a lot. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, what is something that's inspiring you in your current process? Maybe with a new piece you're working on or, or anything else that comes to mind? Uh, what's inspiring me? Uh, da, 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 da. There's loads. They're just in different uh, boxes. 
in terms of like choreography and dance, I've been really inspired by um, me and my friend, who's a is a director, a theatre director, mm-hmm. and another friend uh, who is a writer. Um, we're kind of like trying to make, I want to make a solo, as we spoke about earlier, um, about experiences that I've had, not experiences, but the experience of me and my father, mm. actually, uh, the relationship we had and how that has kind of like developed uh, and how that made me who I am today. But at the same time, just trying to find a way, uh, I'm trying to find the answer to how I was able to find to start growing into a young man without the reference of having him there, but then having him there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he, he's, I mean, he's still alive, he's present, but he's, yeah. he's separated from my mother and he lives in a different country. So when that happened, it left me um, at a really awkward stage. I was in that kind of like high school stage. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this whole thing where I start, I'll try find, not, not uh, actively, but uh, subconsciously, I'll try find fathers in other men mm-hmm. um, in my life. And it was a really confusing time for myself. So I really just want to find a way to, um, although I'm still kind of going through that, I want to find a way to tell that story or to answer that question in like, how did I become who I am? I mean, is it because of him or is it because of all these men that I've had at different stages in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things and I'm, we're still trying to figure out figure that out so that's one thing yeah. that's really inspiring me like kind of connecting to that uh going back to that story and kind of like bringing the thought of my father who we didn't have the best relationship but bringing him back into my mind although yeah. it's not always positive but it's kind of it's keeping me like wow that's really crazy yeah, yeah. It's difficult but really interesting yeah 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 and then another thing is my girlfriend and how like uh, she's a, she's a very devoted person in terms of like relationship, mm-hmm. but um, because she lives in Portugal, she's gone. She's had to go back to Portugal, oh, but okay. it's so inspiring to see how still, you know, she's still so involved. And you know, we had a conversation with me. The she's other a day. dancer as well. Yeah, she's a dance, beautiful cool. dancer. Yeah, um, and she had a conversation with me just about kind of like what it means to be in a relationship and stuff like that in terms of communication and you know really just opened my eyes I was just like wow you're amazing, amazing. yeah <laughs> you're really really amazing and um yeah she just like she's continued to to inspire me in that way um when I, I need it, you know when you think about too much about art but then you forget about the first thing you're supposed to think about which is people <laughs> yeah relationships yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. so she's she was able to like hey i got something to say to you yeah that's something also i've been thinking about so much lately is i feel like this whole pandemic has really made us realize the value of relationships and that 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 needs to come first really yeah yep yep um i just wanted to talk to you a little bit also about how music inspires you mostly Mm. just because i feel like we have weirdly similar taste in music mm-hmm, considering mm-hmm. one of my favorite pieces in the world is that spring by vivaldi yeah and yeah. i also have a very deep love of kanye west which yeah. i've noticed on your instagram you do too yeah. and a lot of my friends make fun of me for it. they're like why him yeah yeah that, that's that's fantastic. those are like my two no they're not even opposites they're like yeah i appreciate them like just as much as each other just because yes. of like the, yeah the genius the genius of it Kanye West is a creative ge- like this he guy is. I'm sorry like his music and the way it can speak to you oh my gosh like mm-hmm. he obviously he's had the craziest life but yeah put that to the side and just 
I mean, you a can't lot really of great artists do. Yeah, ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, he's no exception. But his music is just, uh, uh, ah, yep. it, it, it's. He was apparently my top artist of the decade last year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, well, me too. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I found that so funny that these two pieces. I was like, wow, these seem to really influence him, and these are yeah. some of my favorites as well. I just I loved that connection. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the uh, Vivaldi, the Four Seasons. That's just Stunning. that piece of music is. I even got it tattooed on my hand. Like that's. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah, I was like, it changed. I, d- I did a dance to it, but with a choreographer called Michael Keegan Dolan. Okay. And he, it was part of NYDC. And uh, there was like 40 kids. And then we danced the whole, the whole score of, mm. um, it was Max Richter's version, but uh, we did a whole like piece to it and on Sadler's Wells main stage. And Amazing. it like changed my life. Like, wow. but Amazing. Yeah, because it's important, man. And it, it for, I'm sure it's the same for everyone, but it can really help you um, connect to stuff and it can help you. It can help fix you. It can, it's mm. just, yeah. It's magic. It's magic. Yeah. It's magic. Absolutely. Um, where can people find you, find your work online? Uh, so I haven't posted it yet, but I will. Uh, but if you just check Instagram, uh, Kennedy, uh, Kennedy Mutanga Dance Theatre, or type in just KMTT. You can find mm-hmm. me on Inst- uh, my company, my company's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shortly, when we kind of get better uh, footage and stuff like that, that's when I'll start to post a lot more. But if you just oh. keep following the Instagram page, it'll give you all the information. Uh, Perfect. You need. Well, thank you so much, Kennedy, for this conversation. This has been incredible, you, and you. yeah, given me so much to think about. Great, great. I'm think I'm thankful for asking me yeah. to do this. Really yeah, fantastic. of course. Thank you. For links to connect with Kennedy and see more of his work, head over to the show notes at rubyjosephine.com under the podcast tab. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram or Facebook at Process Piece and get these episodes delivered directly to your inbox along with a whole lot of extra inspiration by subscribing to my newsletter, The Sunday Pancake, Letters in Reverence of Creative Rituals. Head over to rubyjosephine.com slash subscribe. If you've been enjoying Process Piece, I would so appreciate you choosing to support this podcast in any or all of three ways. One, by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Two, share your favorite episode with a friend or on social media. And three, make a contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash rubyjo. A huge thanks again to Kennedy for sharing this thoughtful conversation with me. Thank you to Cooper Lee Smith for creating the original music for this podcast. And a special thanks to you for listening.